Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Welcome to another episode of Pit Lane Parlay. I'm your host, Mike Jokum. Frenchie is here. We are going to start with quick chat about IndyCar at Barber this weekend. Then we'll talk about F1 at Baku and some related news. We will get to trivia momentarily, but at the request of like... Actually, we'll start with trivia because I have it up and then we'll go into... I, I don't know what we can call this segment going forward, but host pitiful dating life or host host struggles with online dating. I don't know. Somebody come up with a like a more clever title. Like in in the PLP group, one of the newer people, Jeff, like he seems very creative. So Jeff, uh, you know, by all means, go for it. So trivia. I will give you the year. It is 1952. What was special about the Indy 500 in 1952? Oh, I think I may know this, but I, not 100%. I think, wasn't it the youngest rookie or youngest winner of all time? That might that might be, but that is not what I am referring to in this trivia question. Okay. Um, let me think about it for a second then. That is that is the year Rutman won the Indy 500, and but... he was 22 years old, which I yes. still he's still the still youngest, right. correct? Yeah, for Indy 500. Yep. Okay, so I'm trying to think of what it could be. This has uh, nothing to do with winning the race. Oh, 52 was that the year that Ferrari entered? No, uh, maybe, but that's not also what I'm referring to. Think... I think they did. Think the pole winning car. What was special about the pole winning car? Oh, was it like the first? Um, no, that would be way later. Okay, hold on. What's wrong with it? Not wrong with it, but <laughs> what's different about it? Hmm. I don't even know who got the pole. I have to think about that. Freddie Agabashian. Okay. Agabasian, I think is how you say it. If, if I had listened to my uh Donald Davidson programs enough in in May. Yeah, it's been a long time since I listened to that. I know. We need him back. Um Yeah, I am pretty much lost on that, I guess, unless it has something to do with the speed of the pole lap or something. Not necessarily. So it was a banner year for Cummins as Mr. Freddie drove the first ever turbocharged diesel to a pole and at the time track record speed a diesel truck engine laid on its side never again has the indy 500 seen something like that oh so it's never been a diesel engine other than that yep was it cummins a sponsor on like um al unser senior's 87 car that's that's a cool looking car that you yeah i have no idea i I mean the engine wasn't diesel obviously in 1987 but yeah that's interesting. Wait, so I gave you two other facts about that year that yeah. were special too, though. <laughs> yeah, so like, you don't you don't lose like I don't think you lose this one. It's just not what I was looking for. And I swear Ferrari entered the race and then gave up. Like I think Alberto Ascari was going to run the race and then or like he retired early yeah. or something and finished 30th, 31st. So let's move on to why the world sucks so we are going to read this is not a dating story 
thing. Not in this case. If you remember last week, a somebody went on a date with ruined that this is the last season of Ted Lasso for me. I am just going to say there will not be a second date. We're just going to leave it at that. So there are lots of prompts, as you know, because I send you like the more ridiculous ones, dating prompts. This one is dating me is like this one says dating me is like fostering a feral Pomeranian, which is a little yip yip dog. If you didn't know. Yeah. Purse dog. Yeah. Hard pass. A feral one. Yes. Feral Pomeranian. Terrifying. I get along this this now. These are not the same person. These are all different, all different people. I get along best with people who like beer. Okay, it's fair, but like if if that's your personality, you know. Okay, this one was on. Yeah, this one was on my my Instagram story the other day. If loving this is wrong, I don't want to be right. Catch up on mac and cheese. That's just disgusting. You deserved straight to jail. Just get out of here. Is that a child for like masquerading as an adult? I guess this one. Nope, can't say that one on Family Air. This one, okay. By the way, I'm economist, so I'm smart, I guess. Laughing emoji. Grammar, very poor. You know what? We're just going to leave that one there. (laughs) Swipe right if you're looking for someone normal. Swipe right if you're not looking for someone normal and well-adjusted. Okay, well, thank you for letting me know. Yeah, at least that's a warning. This one I think I sent you. Never have I ever been on a jet ski. Wow. Fascinating. (laughs) Let's see here. (laughs) Oh, this one I did not send you. A random fact that I love. A random fact that I love is food. Okay. So does every person on the planet, if they want to keep living, enjoys food. A random fact? I don't think that's what they were asking for, ma'am. No, no. Oh, and this this one I know I sent you. My best celebrity impression. Don't have one. Then why did you put it as an option? Wait, so just to make that clear, on this app, you can choose the prompts that you answer that will show up on yes, thank you. your profile, right? You can, yes. So if you don't answer one, it doesn't appear, appear on your page when someone scrolls on mm-hmm, your profile. Mm-hmm. Okay, so yeah, I don't understand. That's like putting NA for a bunch of them. <laughs> they just show up. <laughs> All right, we'll go we'll go one or two more here. Never have I ever gotten a tattoo. You also spelled tattoo wrong. Oh, right. I remember you sent me yeah, that one. Which... I, that's a couple of weeks ago. Let's see <laughs> if I can find another one real quick here. I have I have plenty of these. Oh, this one. This one. Let's see here. Okay. You know, we'll go th- this one. This one's a little morbid, but confusing. Unusual skill. This is the prompt title. Unusual skill. Both my parents are dead and I'm unemployed. Let's be boyfriends. Now, this is a female. So I just, I have so many. This is not an unusual skill. Man, I'm very sorry for your loss. That's very sad. Also, what? Wow. Are we yes. sure some of these are not being made by AI? Yeah, I, I wouldn't be. Oh, here's here's one more. This is, I, I sent this one to my brother. I, I, uh, it was earlier this month. This was like in a conversation on the app, not like just a prompt. I asked how her weekend was. It's my spring break, so I've been relaxing mostly, but also staying active. So which one is it? You can't relax and stay active. I mean, at least <laughs> in my sleeping opinion. while I'm awake. Yeah, right. That's how I took it. Okay, so let's move on. Let's talk IndyCars at Barber this weekend. The race is late Sunday. Three o'clock is the TV window, which means I'm guessing if Melvin is correct, the green flag's probably around 3.30-ish, 3.40 Eastern time or so. So, you know, make sure you walk your skinny puppy before the race starts. You got plenty of time. And You have a skinny puppy for sure. I do have a very skinny puppy. And yeah, yeah. So let's, I don't know, let's dive into it. Barber got a repave. Was that last off season or was it two off seasons ago? I don't I think it might have been two off seasons ago at this point. So, you know, we know what to expect. Tight winding corner corners, a couple, you know, medium length straightaways, especially kind of towards the back of the track. Really beautiful facility. One of the coolest kind of tracks in kind of a crummy area of the state. 
or of the country, <laughs> but you know, it's a, it's a track where you have to figure out, am I going to set up to handle the corners great? Or am I going to set up to get speed exiting the corners and onto the straight? So it's a, it's a tough track to, to get set up on. I don't know if you have any thoughts on Barber. Do you like Barber? I know some of the drivers don't like it, but any Barber thoughts? I have one more after that. I've never been, but uh, it's one that I want to go because I hear the museum's pretty cool. I've actually never been to the state of Alabama in general, but you're not missing much. We'll, we'll have to see. I like watching the race, obviously, from TV. It's like it's usually interesting. I mean, the passing zones are not plentiful. So it's not the perfect road course like. I don't know. I, I mean, mid Ohio doesn't have very many passing zones either, but I still yeah. love it. Road America, obviously. I mean, there are just some really cool. Laguna Seca is pretty cool, even with you yeah. know, not very many passing zones. I don't think it's on that level, but it's it's one that if we lost, I think people would definitely miss it. I would miss it. It's it's a good good race, and like you said, a very strange area of the country. Because I mean, you've been. Is there much around the track at all? No, okay. no, not at all. It's it's that's what's weird is. It's such a nice place. The museum is awesome. I know I was telling Ashley Keller, I'm like, you really don't need more than like two hours in the museum. Maybe, maybe longer if you're more, you know, into the motorcycle. Yeah. yeah. You would probably get more out of it than I did because I don't know a lot about old motorcycles and that era of. I don't know a ton about motorcycles either. Yeah. But it's still, it's, it's very cool. And you could kind of like look down into like the, basement from kind of the spiral going up so you can see down in where they're like working on other cars and whatnot obviously you can't at least when i was there you couldn't go down there but it was it was cool and i agree with you i think it's like a tier below like road america or laguna mm-hmm. and it's Mid-Ohio, not exotic no like Mid- i mean road not exotic either. it's a cool place while the track is fun is such a dump that like I put it below <laughs> Alabama and Shelby would agree with me. It's a cool track, but it's such a dump like around like the facility itself is a dump. I've been there, I think more than almost any other track yeah, yeah. that IndyCar races at. And so I know, I mean, we've stayed at some very interesting places near that track. And with, with my limited travel funds for the foreseeable future, that is one we can definitely get to. So true. I, I, wasn't intending to go there this year but now i have been convinced to go there so yeah we'll just we'll keep going on but i don't know i don't have too much else to say it looks like there could be some rain friday and saturday i think the race by sunday is supposed to be decent so could be a a really difficult weekend for teams the only other thing i have is Rasmus Lind is not in his HMD Indy Lights car this weekend. I, I'm just going to leave it at that. I think I understand why. It's not anything to do with Rasmus. He's an excellent driver and a talented kid, and hopefully he can find the necessary means to get racing again soon. I think I understand now why they just basically feature those giant spider like it's not sculptures but whatever they are are artwork around the track because there's no other scenery i guess like no skyline of a city that they can kind of feature on nbc so i'm wondering how many times they're going to feature those weird what are there other ones than spiders that's the one i feel like i always see and that i remember the big metal spider yeah there's the metal spider which is like the famous one and there's a couple others like kind of on there's one like hanging off the bridge or something like that where yeah yeah where it looks like a dead body under. or something yeah which <laughs> is wild but yeah i don't i don't I, I haven't walked around the the track there in since like the first time i went so i don't really remember but yeah yeah okay so I guess with the one piece of IndyCar news that we have, we'll close out this section and talk about F1 next. But this kind of has a little bit of an F1 tie with it in that we heard this rumor and it's it's been immediately pretty much shot down. 
by Bud Danker of Penske yeah. Entertainment. Um, but essentially, Formula One's owner, Liberty Media, who's an American company, as we know, and they previously wanted to buy IndyCar, or perhaps were one of the bidders competing for the Speedway. We don't know for sure, but can suspect that that would be you know something they try to acquire. Yep. I I don't even want to think about what they would do to the Speedway if they did get their hands on it. Ooh. They'd have, they'd have like the yacht marina, like Miami Grand Prix in the. Oh man, I don't, I don't want to even talk about this. But so they were talking about turning IndyCar into basically a feeder series for F1. Um, basically, it was going to be turned into an American-based, you know, feeder series. And I think most of this rumor came from Peter Windsor, who has a YouTube channel. Okay. And Peter Windsor used to be very big with Williams. And then okay. he became, okay. I don't know what else. He's he's like a pseudo journalist, I think, in a way. Like you would know his face if you saw him. Sure. If you and he was one of the people that tried to launch USF one in 2010. He was tied up with that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But so he also like not to besmirch him in any way, but I feel like he does have access to the paddock and would know these things. But he tends to, I don't know, I I would say that the rumors that he usually drops are a bit too juicy for me to want to believe them fully. I imagine there's some truth to all of them, but I also think he probably knows what he's doing in terms of trying to be entertaining and get clicks and views. Yeah, I pay no attention to any of that rumor or any of the other rumor from our favorite wet fart at auto racing one who wrote about that as well (laughs) and that might have been a little harsh but i mean that's not wrong so you know shots fired whatever so yeah i'll just i I got nothing else to add was that the person that wrote about alex rossi yes yeah so in case anyone forgot that was an interesting uh, I don't know, five minutes of fame, 15 <laughs> minutes of fame. It was like five minutes of infamy. I'm yeah. going to call it on the internet when he said something about his grandmother could drive better than Rossi or something like that. What I don't I'm even, remembering. I don't even remember. I just remember laughing because Rossi commented or whoever was running Rossi's social media commented and was just like, yeah, no. So yeah. Yeah. So yeah. I guess, you know, since you're, you're vacationing next week, Malukas and I will will recap and but we'd still need to make our predictions. Yes, let's do it. So let me get back to my homeland next week. (laughs) (laughs) The the Frenchman is visiting France for the first time in his life. Let's see here. Let's see. Let's start with who is having a good weekend. All right. I, I I know I want to choose, but I think it's too easy. So I, oh, well, I'm going with Pato. He's going to have a good weekend. All right. I will take Callum Eilat. I think he's going to be breathing fire after kind of a dismal Long Beach weekend that wasn't necessarily totally his fault at all. So I think he's going to be motivated. Who's having a rough weekend? Hmm. A rough weekend at Barber. Trying to think of who would not do very well at this track. I'm just gonna uh yeah, you know, unfortunately I don't think Santino Ferrucci is gonna have one of his better weekends. Fair. I am going this is this is gonna be, I don't know, hot takey, I guess. I'm gonna take Grosjean. I think this is a track with limited passing opportunities, like you said. And if you get a little too aggressive and you get a wheel wrong, you might. You know, I'm not saying he's going to crash out of the race. I'm just saying he might, you know, put a wheel wrong and spin or kind of fall back, et cetera, et cetera. So I think this is one track where, you know, he might not be able to get away with his passing attempts. Okay. So last race we did, will there be a first time pole sitter? Let's, let's do something similar. Will there be a first time race winner? First time race winner. The only people I could consider who would potentially be first time winners 
at this track would be someone like Callum or perhaps Malukas. And I mean, I, I used to want to say Jack Harvey, but we have to see a little bit more from Ray Hall. Yep. Uh, yep. Renus Sardi won. Yeah. So, you know, I mean, I guess Groshan still hasn't won a race either, but I don't know if this is going to be his weekend. So, no, I, I don't think we're going to see a first time winner. All right. I'll take yes, just to be different. I mean, I think I agree with you. This is a tough track. This is tough. This is a tougher track than people realize, I think, because of the limited passing and, and how difficult it is to set up cars at, at a tight track like this. So, OK, let's just leave predictions there so I don't have to do math on how many yellow flag laps there are when when you're not here to do math for me and make sure you set your fantasy indycar lineups on indycar.com's fantasy league if you do that sarah it's not too late to join i'll remind you next week when you do f1 F1 when she won't be listening to this yeah when she won't be listening no i'll remind her on the when when i talk to her on monday next week okay so i guess we can just dive into f1 i don't know why i'm like thinking yeah let's just dive in let's start with the news i know you had something like funny or silly or i have a bunch of interesting things i do you want me to start with the crazy stuff and then we'll go to the can we alternate yeah sure so the first piece of like i guess kind of off the wall news that i found is that lewis hamilton is planning to join one of elon musk's space trips at some point Okay. All right. He's he's buddies with Elon, I guess, which I'm sure that goes over well with some of his fans. But he said about going, what is it called again? What's SpaceX? He said, I am going, yes, at some stage, but I'll let some other people go first because these things blow up on the way up. <laughs> which is like, what? Oh, uh, okay. Yeah. That's, so that's what he's been quoted as saying. But he said, Elon's been to my party in Austin the last two years. Of course, I talked to him about, do we land on the moon? Where are we going next? So, um, yeah, Lewis is going to become a space traveler in the future. I just found this very, like, not really relevant, but just so strange that I had to share. Yeah, kind of cool. Also kind of, all right, like, where do you go with that? Okay, what's next? I guess we're on the serious one next. Yeah, so we'll just get this one out of the way because it's not fun to talk about. Mohammed Ben Salam is in the public eye again for sexism uh, allegations, um, which regarded someone named Shayla Ann Rao, I believe, who was with the FIA. I don't okay. know her position offhand, but I mean, oh, she was the FIA's interim secretary general for motorsport, which I have no idea what that means because it's a <laughs> massive bureaucracy. But hey, um, apparently he did not act appropriately um, to her. You know, she's alleging based on her status as a female. And that's not okay. So we'll have to see what happens with this. The FIA has said they're basically, there's due process. Like that she wasn't fired uh, because of her, you know, gender. Right. But, you know, who knows where this is going to go? I, I I still don't think this is good that Mohammed Ben Salam has had so many negative scandals about him in what? It's been two years. Yeah, this isn't good. I don't really have too much to add other than what you said already to that. But. Yeah, this is yikes. I mean, it's not necessarily proven whatever happened. I mean, it's just accusations, but uh, I don't recall any accusations of pretty much any wrongdoing by Jean Tot. Yeah, I mean, even Michael Massey was less toxic than this. Agreed. Yeah. I mean, he made one, uh, made one glaring mistake. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. But But his whole tenure was not this toxic, right? Not a pattern of, but please don't say we are Michael Massey apologists now or some garbage that the internet's going to come up with. Well, well, for what I heard from what you just said is that you are going to spearhead a petition to bring him in as the new president of the FIA. You know, that would be fun just to troll people. Yeah, I, I bet you could get a lot of signatures for no reason. Oh, yeah. People will sign something to make them feel like they're doing something. 
Uh, yeah, I don't know. Anyway, this was just unpleasant. Um, I guess we'll we'll see what happens with this. If there's anything that moves forward, um, I would hope that it's being investigated internally. But the FIA, right, is not a public organization. They don't necessarily have to share what they're going to do. Yeah. And they don't really share details of a lot of their investigations. It's kind of murky what it goes on inside. So this may be the last we hear of it, but just thought it was worth sharing because I don't think, you know, I, I think it's important to at least note these things and make sure that we, uh, I don't know, keep a close eye on those who are in power so that if they step out of line, they know that we're going to react in some way. Yep. Agreed. All right. Um, oh, yeah. Okay. Another person who has a lot of uh, scandal surrounding them. This was the funny thing that I was telling you about. It's this is hilarious to me. Nikita Mazepin is back in the news because he has a legal battle ongoing with the Canadian government. Okay. And this like case that he's filed against them claims that he's a young sportsman and professional motorsport driver who's in no way involved in the aggression suffered by Ukraine, okay, and that his inability to race in Canada because of the sanctions against him catastrophically reduces his likelihood of returning to Formula One. I don't think that's the only reason you're not in Formula One, bro. You're an asshole. Not, not you. <laughs> Sorry. I realized that was like slight, slightly directed at you when no, I, no, just no, I was I trying to process... God, he's an, he's the worst. He might be like, good God, just go away. Just accept the fact that A, you weren't that good. B, your father and or family is in bed with some very, very bad and unsavory people in Russia. And C, because of all of the above, you are never getting into Formula One ever again, no matter what. Nobody wants you near their team. No, we saw how toxic he was, and that was on the clean version for Netflix. So, I mean, I don't even want to know what he's really like. I guess he's trying to blame someone else for the reason because his ego is too massive. He's literally it's never his Malfoy of Formula <laughs> One. He looks like it, too. Yep. yep. He's just such an unpleasant individual. He's created this reality for himself where he's the victim. Uh, he's gotten, I think, more of a chance than he probably even deserved by getting an F1 seat for a season. So he just needs to go away and be grateful for, you know, the fact that he was an F1 driver at all. But, you know, he's he's a delusional villain who is going to keep doing stuff like this and, I don't know, somehow trying to get money or reparations out of the Canadian government. Yeah, I, God, I, I don't even know. I'd like to see him try this with the U.S. too. Yeah. Yes. That'd be please. fun. Please do. Yeah. Then maybe we could team up and like just all rally against Nikita Mazepin. I'm with it. I'm definitely with that. Our bodies come in different shapes and sizes. So doesn't it make sense that our weight loss plans should too? That's the beauty of Noom. They build a personal plan that factors in dietary restrictions, medical issues, and other personal needs so your plan works for you. Noom doesn't restrict or shame when you want to treat yourself. Their flexible program focuses on progress. Instead of perfection, you don't have to give up carbs or anything. And with their daily lessons, you can learn something new about your food choices every day. After just a few days of using the app, I learned how to recognize cues for overeating and how to choose the right foods to feel full. Stay focused on what's important to you with Noom's psychology and biology-based approach. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's N-O-O-M dot com. And check out Noom's first ever cookbook, The Noom Kitchen, for a hundred healthy and delicious recipes to promote better living. Available to buy now wherever books are sold. I'm Bruce Martin, host of Pit Pass Indy. Each week, I go behind the scenes of the NTT IndyCar Series and introduce our listeners to the biggest stars of IndyCar, which features the Indianapolis 500 as its cornerstone event. 
The men and women that compete in IndyCar may be the bravest athletes in all of sport as danger lurks around every corner. They are able to look danger in the eye without flinching. That is why the NTT IndyCar Series features the best racing on the planet. Join me every week as we talk to the stars of IndyCar, including the legends of the Indianapolis 500 on Pit Pass Indy from Evergreen Podcast. So I didn't know this was happening. Maybe we talked about it at the time, but Silverstone has been modified. Turn one has been changed because of uh, Zhou Guan Yu's crash in 2022. Remember that scary wreck that he had yeah, yeah, um, where yeah. he flipped upside down? Yeah. So I guess Silverstone has modified the runoff by removing the gravel and it's going to be replaced by asphalt. I what? I saw this and I, I don't know if I make, if, if I understand why you would put. Well, why asphalt there yeah i i don't know because then he's gonna hit the the hypothetically somebody's gonna hit the turn the the barrier there at even faster okay yeah he won't flip over he'll just hit the wall dead on yeah the the argument in that i see the quote is the silverstone managing director named Stuart pringle said oh, we've done a lot of a work dweeby this winter. uk name <laughs> Uh, there's a big piece of asphalt out the front rather than the gravel. This is to stop them digging in. It's the digging in bit that was the real issue there. Uh, I mean, all right. Okay, so yeah. Okay. Um, I hope this resolves any issues. When I saw this at first, I was like, well, good. They're just making the runoff bigger. But no. No, I mean, maybe they are expanding it in a way, but not necessarily with the gravel. Because if you move the gravel back or like you have less gravel, when the car hits the gravel, it's still going to dig into the gravel. But it's just going to be that much closer to the fence, right? No, they took it all away. They took all the okay. gravel out. Okay, okay. All right. I mean, I don't know. I don't understand. I'm not going to pretend I understand, but I guess it is what it is. Yeah, so I don't I don't get this one. I mean, he had the collision right with uh I think it was Pierre Gasly. And then it fl that flipped his car and then it skated and dug in. So I guess when the car's upside down, you don't want to dig into the to the gravel. Yeah, that makes no, sense cuz then you I bury the driver in gravel, but I mean, for the rest of the time when the car is right side up, the gravel is more helpful than not, like you said. Correct. Right. Yeah. So I think I don't know. I we're not engineers. Like like we said, this this seems I don't know. I'm I'm skeptical of this. Just my gut reaction is maybe this is some kind of a they're appeasing F1 somehow or trying to, you know, make that crash that looked pretty bad kind of fix that in a way. But I don't know if this is the decision that will be right long term. We'll see. Hopefully it's safe. Yeah. I, I, they know what they're doing better than we do, I would think. I hope so. Yeah. Stuart Kringle or Pringle. <laughs> Stuart Pringle. He's probably got like real like nerdy Harry Potter looking glasses. <laughs> um, yeah. Let's bully someone who manages Silverstone. <laughs> yeah, I know. That's so bad. <laughs> uh, he's probably a nice guy, Mike. No, I'm just kidding. I'm just messing with you. We, we we have to bully other people like Nikita Mazepin. <laughs> okay. So uh, the rest of this news is, I think, probably some stuff that people may have already heard. We already discussed the sprint format, the sprint Saturday stuff that's going to be happening or whatever they're calling it, sprint day. Yep. Yep. Where essentially, I mean, we, we got that right based on the sources that we had last week. Um, or, yeah, that was last week before yeah. we had seen it confirmed. So we're not going to have a practice on Friday and then qualifying, which sets the grid for the Grand Prix on Sunday. And then basically Saturday is its own separate event day where you have a sprint shootout instead of qualifying is what they're calling it. And then you have the sprint race and then Sunday's just the Grand Prix. So I don't know. I mean, 
I guess there's only one practice now to watch instead of two. We'll we'll see if it this works out the way that they want. But it's going to be interesting to try it out first in Baku. Yeah, I mean, my thoughts from last week still stand. Uh, I get why people sp- like sprint races. To me, it's just I don't know how much people are really going to take a chance on things when, you know, listen, rebuilding a Formula One car is uh, you know, significantly more difficult than rebuilding an Indy car, rebuilding a NASCAR, rebuilding, you know, some IMSA cars, I imagine. You know, this, there's a lot of tiny parts in, in a Formula One car. So, God, I don't, I don't know. Listen, I hope I'm wrong. Like, this is one of those things that, like, I want to enjoy it. But I just, I don't think I will. Hey, and go into it with a positive attitude. No, no, listen, this is, this is something that, <laughs> I was I was sexing about with Shelby the other day with you know my non pit lane parlay life being such a disaster for the last six months that instead of going in like today's gonna be a good day, I'm gonna go in now thinking today's gonna suck and I'm not going to, you know, something good is not going to happen because then when something good does happen, it will be a, a happy surprise. Okay, so lowering your expectations yes. to be pleasantly surprised. Yes. Yep, that's what All we're right, going then, with now. It's not necessarily a bad thing. Yeah. Yeah, it's probably a good idea to do for the sprint format, actually. Yeah. <laughs> actually, I think I'm with you there. All I'm right. going to go in thinking that's going to suck, and then we'll be surprised yeah. if it's good. Yeah, let's do that. Do okay, we have so, any other news? Yeah, uh, there's just uh, like two, three other things real quick. So I think we've discussed this, and finally f1 decided to do something um teams can now use extra engine components so like the main power unit elements yeah aka the the internal combustion engine the turbo the mguh and the mguk they now can have four of those instead of three so that helps teams obviously that have any reliability issues i mean we've seen some people have to replace those already you know we've had three races this season and we have a record length what 23 race season so i think you have to be a bit more flexible with the reliability of the componentry so i think this is a good thing yeah i mean the only question i have and i was trying to figure out how to ask you this over text when you and i were talking about it the other day does this does this like screw over Ferrari who's already had to like change a bunch of stuff in Leclerc's car? Like are did they get just get hosed by the by the change in rules? I was wondering that. Like they've already served penalty for it, yeah. haven't they? Like ha- do you get like a reverse penalty so like if Leclerc qualifies first, he gets like a 5 second head start on the race on Sunday? No, I definitely don't think that's going to happen, but I-, I know I'm being I'm being dramatic. But I think It'll be interesting to see if the people that were supposed to have penalties, like I believe George Russell was going to have a penalty going into Baku. So I wonder if basically if the penalties that were in place before this was enacted will stand. I'm not sure. That'd be interesting. And I'm sure they will not be happy if that's the way it works. Ferrari's going to do another one of those challenges. Yeah. God, I'll leave. I'll leave Ferrari B for now. Let's continue on. Okay. So, Helmet Marco has spoken out about the rumor that everyone was really excited over. It had been kind of suggested that you know, hey, wouldn't it be cool if you know Helmet Marco's seventy nine years old? A lot of people really don't like him because he's old, kind of racist. Not not. <laughs> Yeah, okay. All that. Um, I don't know if he's stupid, but mean, maybe, evil, cold. So he's been in charge of the Young Driver program since 1999. And there was the thought that, hey, I mean, with the connection he had to the organization, and now that he's retired, could Sebastian Vettel go back and take that role when Marco retires? And from what it sounds like, Helmet Marco is going to hold on to his power and you're going to have to pry it from him with like from his cold dead hands. Because he says being replaced by Vettel is not on the agenda. 
if, as is the case at the moment, I can be with the best driver in Verstappen, re-signing is not an issue. That's really a bit hasty. My next goal is the third world title with Verstappen. With a different driver pairing, my situation would be different too. We're still in contact with Seb, but he's currently in the self-discovery phase, and I don't think he wants to travel to every race again and work harder for significantly less money. Don't blame him. Yeah, I don't actually... If I were Seb, I probably wouldn't want to go anywhere near the Red Bull organization ever again. But, you know, I guess people who want to see him back in F1 and kind of tied with it in some positive way were suggesting this. And it it was a cool idea, but it sounds like it's just been completely shot down, which is not surprising because I think that's kind of Helmet Marco's favorite thing to do. (laughs) (laughs) yep Yep. last thing to cover that we actually found out today as we're recording which is wednesday um france tossed the i don't know the team principal at alpha tauri is going to leave the team at the end of the year and he's going to be replaced by ferrari's Laurent Mekis, who is the assistant team principal and race director. So he's going to bail on Ferrari and come to lead AlphaTauri at the end of the season. As I was saying earlier to you, we talked about this. I think, I mean, Franz Toss has never been one to mince his words, but this makes complete sense why he just gives zero you-know-whats and is being totally unhinged and saying, I don't trust my engineers. He's just like lighting fires on his way out the door. And I kind of love it. I'm I'm ready to watch this France tossed uh what is it, farewell tour as he burns everything down to the ground and then as he burns know, every bridge he can find just because he can. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, man. That's yeah. Yeah, I mean, good for him. Go out, guns ablaze, and let's do it. I'm I'm here for it. Yeah, I mean, he started, I guess at um i think he started in 2000 at williams with ralph schumacher he was there with did some role and then he took over at alpha tari aka scuderia tour Rosso, in 2005 and has been the team principal ever since so i mean that's a long time that's what 18 yeah. years yeah i mean yeah Something like that. I can't, you so know me, I can't do math. He's turning 67, unlike Helmet Marco, who we just talked about, who is 79 and I don't think will retire. Um, I think France Toss basically wants to go do something else, which that's cool. You know, uh, Alpha Tower probably needs a bit of a shakeup. I don't know about this, but I haven't even seen anything online. I mean, could this mean that? This is the perfect time for Red Bull to sell AlphaTauri and give it to like some Americans who've been begging for an F1 team and have been really quiet and well behaved lately. I I thought the same thing, but also it feels like if they're going to appoint, you know, this guy from Ferrari in there that they've already got their minds made up, so yeah, that's I don't think so. But do we? I don't know anything really about Laurent Mekis. I've heard that name, but I don't know much about him at all. However, do we trust anyone who's been with Ferrari for a significant amount of time to lead an F one team? No, I don't. Tr- I don't trust Ferrari to to put butter on the right spot on the bread. <laughs> that was I good. Also, I like that. I, don't, I also don't know what that means. <laughs> no, that was cool. <laughs> I like that. It's like a new. Okay. It's like cravat. We're gonna add that to the ELP <laughs> dictionary. I. I mean. Yeah, I think that organization is so broken at this point that, yeah, I don't know where Charles Leclerc is going to go because they basically brought him into F1 and his career is due to Ferrari. But I don't see any positive changes. We keep having hope because they're iconic and it's not happening. That It's fundamentally broken. And everyone within the organization is probably, I don't know, messed up a little bit or, yeah, needs to go to deep therapy (laughs) before they can be a successful functioning member of the formula one paddock again Mm -hmm. agreed 
Are we are we out of news? Yeah, that was a pretty heavy news segment. So hopefully that was entertaining. I found at least the Nikita Mazepin stuff just hilarious. I was laughing out loud. Uh, all right. Well, I got the times up in front of me here. Sorry, I just glossed over your last sentence there because I was pulling up the times. The only practice of the weekend is Friday morning, 5.30 a.m. Eastern. promise you I won't be watching that. Oh, I'll be in Europe. No, I'll be flying on Friday. I thought you flew out Sunday. No, I'm th- I'm okay. flying out Friday morning. So okay, follow me for European content if you want to see that. It's going to be my personal life. I'm going to try to fit some racing stuff in though. Like we're, we'll see what I can find over in London and Paris. So I'm going to then... go to the FIA building in Paris, and I'm just going to stand there. Pre-qualifying. I, what is pre-qualifying again in this new format? I'm going to go through the times and then we can break down what pre-qualifying. Everything. Yeah, that's that's what it says on on the F1 TV app. I have no idea because I thought it was just practice maybe, one. And then we maybe go that's just like maybe that's just like TV start or something like that. OK. So it says pre-qualifying 830 to nine qualifying nine to ten Eastern. Yeah, because then post qualifying, that's got to be coverage. Uh, OK, that's just TV programming. Sprint shootout. I don't know if I'm going to be watching this live because it's 4.30 a.m. Saturday. No. Oh, but that's for you. Yeah, that's for me. I will be in London. Maybe I will watch it then. Sprint shootout and then sprint. So so look up the difference between sprint shootout and sprint. Oh, the sprint shootout is the qualifying for the sprint race. Okay, okay. And then the sprint is the actual race. Yes. But I don't don't care about the sprint shootout at 4.30. The sprint is at 9.30 a.m. Saturday. That I do care about. Oh, the sprints shootout. I'm trying to figure out what that will look like for you guys. Oh, here we go. You want to hear what it'll be? Yeah. Okay. So it'll be the timing, essentially. So instead of okay. like qualifying normally being what, 12 minutes? Right. It's the shorter. For, yeah, 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 for, yeah. So it's instead of 18 minutes for Q1, it's going to be 12 minutes. Yeah. In the shootout, Q2 is usually 15 minutes. On Saturday shootout, it's 10 minutes. And then uh, for Q3, instead of 12 minutes, as it usually is, it's going to be eight minutes. So they're not really cutting it down that much. No, there's no one lap shootout. Like, am I imagining that that's the thing? I thought that was what was suggested. Yeah. That Q3 was basically just going to be a one lap thing. I mean, maybe cutting it down to just eight minutes and working to get clean track, you'll have one kind of outlap to warm up and then one lap, like flying lap. I don't know. Maybe that's what they're talking about, but definitely not just like one lap qualifying as we would really like to see F1. When you call it a shootout, that's what we assume immediately. Yeah. All right. Let's jump in to predictions. Again, we'll keep predictions short since I don't really know when we started recording, so I have no idea how long we've gone right now. But let's do who's having a good weekend. Good weekend at Baku. Well, I'm not going to say Red Bull because that is easy and not fair anymore. I'm going to guess that who's going to have a good weekend. I don't want to say Fernando Alonso either, because that's pretty obvious. Who won last year? Was this Checo? Yeah. Okay. Um, let's say that Esteban Ocon has a good weekend. All right. I will take, I am going to take Kevin Magnuson. I don't know why. I just am. Who's going to suck this weekend? Uh, Nick DeVries. (laughs) I I don't think he's long for F1, unfortunately. I think he's like a stopgap while they find someone else to fill that seat in the Red Bull ladder, like Liam Lawson. All right. I will take... Sergio Perez, because why not? Oh, have a bad weekend. Interesting. 
Okay, and who? I don't know. Sprint race is is eight eight people for points now. So who is going to win the sprint race? Is uh, actually let's put it this way: who is going to finish second in the sprint sprint race when Max Verstappen wins? Yeah, good point. Um, who's going to finish second in the sprint race? George Russell. Okay, I'll take Lance Stroll. Oh, nice. that'd be pretty impressive. I'm going hot take with the F1 predictions because why not? So, all right, let's wrap it there. Thank you to everybody. Listen, watch all the racing this weekend. Great, tons of great racing. I think, oh, yeah. If if you, Frenchie will obviously be gallivanting Europe, having fun. I'll actually be in Dover for NASCAR. It is going to Same thing. Totally, totally. <laughs> Delaware, Europe, you know. totally the same especially because the weather this weekend does not look very good right now so i my saturday drive down is tbd on timing right now because i don't know about rain sunday looks a little better so i'll be at the track early if you are on the east coast you're going i know like i've talked to a few people about it you know great super cool come say hi please tell me what i'm supposed to do around a nascar track because trying to learn as much as I can to do some some coverage here and there. So, yeah, let's go do the NASCAR. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18. Plus.